0: last time on Almost Heroes, We
1: start off with Cosmo being confronted and almost arrested by the Rockdale City Guard for the Fighter's Pit being burnt down in the epic bar fight the session before. Uh, through some silver tongue work by Cosmo and a quick chain of deception spells from Glenn, uh, Cosmo ends up getting off the hook while fleeing the Rockdale City Guard rest as another individual. Glynn is intercepted by Fester, the orc, rogue, and Nook, the fire fanatical goblin sorcerer, I believe, Um, two members of the soon-to-be-named wrecking crew. After a few, or after some conversation, Glynn and the gang join the wrecking crew outside of town for some camping and uh, some socializing. Uh, Cosmo and Nook have some heated pun intended conversations over who's going to win the impending tournament and almost start the fight the night before. And through some conversation and uh, a night's watch, uh, glenn and fester kind of bond over a troubled past and maybe a, a shady hidden past and we learned that fester might have some relation and some obligation to the baron which uh the next day the gang goes to sign up for the tournament at the rockdale arena and meets the uninhibited super friendly Kosha, the troll who was the receptionist for the tournament she signs the gang up and they have to spin this wheel to decide what they would face in the first round uh glenn with his mage hand manipulate the results to land on the green tile which seems the right one, not so confident anymore, which ended up equating to what's called the Primal Guardian, an unknown daunting creature with multiple limbs or arms or heads or something. It's, it looks big. Uh, after leaving the tournament, the guys overhear a soothsayer reading a fortune of peril of the Red Striders. And being unhappy with the results of this fortune, he strikes the old fortune teller, and the guys step in to prevent any due, any undue hostility. Uh, As Glenn's helping clean up the mess made by the angry Moon Elf and Cosmo and Rangrim are jawing off towards Peril, Uh, that's when Peril draws his blade and begins to flex his big elf muscles. And that's where we left off.
0: Awesome. Thank you very much, PK. Uh, That brings us to episode 40, Sooth Slayers. So, we pick up with our Almost Heroes traversing the back alleys of Brockdale. Having just come across a team of arena competitors, the Red Striders, seemingly bullying an old fortune teller. After our Almost Heroes yell at them to knock it off, the Red Striders pull their weapons and square off for a fight. Uh, Peril looks over at the group. Looks like we'll be picking up right where we left off. Uh, And behind Peril, uh, Glynn, you see uh, the Dragonborn that you know to be called Orc. Just kind of uh, under his breath, you see him mutter, Well, shit. And uh, that brings us to where we are now. What do you all do?
2: Um, do I see any guards?
0: Uh, make me a perception check. Okay. If you're actively looking around,
2: I am actively looking for a guard. I don't know that I'm actively doing very well. <laughs> perception a solid seven
0: okay uh yeah you don't see any guards terrific that's unfortunate uh
1: Glynn is or fortunate Glynn's kind of like blowing peril off uh he's just helping the soothsayer collect her her loose bones and cards and tea leaves I don't know whatever the soothsayer uses to uh Tell her fortunes, um, but he is—he is hoping that his big beefy dwarfs are doing big beefy dwarf things, and he's—he's he's focusing on taking care of that.
3: I believe Ringram ended the session by saying, "That's a dick move,
0: friend." I think so. <laughs>
3: um, so he's also helping Glenn, just like help this lady pick up her things, but like scowling at them.
2: And uh, Cosmo, seeing that there's no guards around, says. Uh, responding to his whatever, picking up where we left off is uh, w- what? Didn't get enough puke on you the first time?
0: Uh, peril, kind of his face kind of drops from the like this mocking smile into kind of like a scowl, uh, and at, you, like he's fully pulled this uh, this war axe off of his back now, basically two handed, uh, blades all on one side, and it's uh, serrated as if it's made of like these individual spines that make it almost like a serrated saw blade. Uh, that's massive in scale. Probably, if he, if he stood it up, uh, it probably would be close to the height of you, like of, of the dwarves. Um, and he's kind, of, he's kind of taking a step forward. Uh, I will say that uh, Rangrim, if you're getting close enough to be able to help her pick her stuff up, you're probably within 15 feet of them, okay. uh, kind of helping pick up some of the further pieces that uh, she's right next to them so you wouldn't be able to go all the way up to them unless you were like wanting to be that engaged Uh, but i'll say that the rest of you the ones who haven't moved up are probably like 25 to 30 feet away from this group
2: oh okay um i think i thought we all kind of moved up a little bit more um so i would put myself within that 15 feet range i wouldn't be shouting at him from 30 feet away
0: (laughs) hey 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 Hey, you leave her alone (laughs) Do your best. uh, Do your best, George McFly impression. Uh,
1: Right. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think where Glenn would have left off is like as he was approaching, he was like helping pick things up with his mage hand. Like she, he would be like as close to the soothsayer at like he is hands on helping her pick things off. Like he walked just right by him, did not give a shit. He just straight ignored the big angry elf boy. Yeah. Um.
0: Okay. Uh, So if you're right there, then uh, are you within? So you're within five feet of peril then.
1: Uh, you're, if, you're... if the soothsayer's rug is within five feet of peril, then yeah. Glenn's within uh, five feet of peril.
2: Cosmo would okay. be right up, right up there. If they're, I would be in the zone. Um, and uh, if he's pulling his weapon out, so is Cosmo.
3: Okay, wait—is this the uh, guy that I on?
2: Yes, apparently, and uh, I don't think well, he's happy first about of it. All, that wasn't even my fault.
0: Um peril is going to uh who's getting kind of frustrated at this um is going to take a kick at uh, is going to aim a kick down at glenn uh glenn you're kind of bent down uh and you see peril just kind of like axe in hand just kind of like getting fed up with this whole thing just frustrated like at the inaction like he's one want- he wanted you all to like rush them rush them and like give them a reason to fight and seeing this in action he just kind of he just aims a mailed kick like pretty much right at your side uh while you're bending over and as that happens um you all kind of like are engulfed in this just like mist. You see it kind of spiral up from the ground and encompass all of you. Uh, and then you all feel yourselves bodily be kind of uh, tossed sideways out of this, this like spiraling mist. Like you can feel yourselves uh, move around in it and then kind of pop out the side. Uh, I, need a dexterity, a kick. <laughs> I need dexterity saving throws uh, from the three of you.
1: Oh my God, I don't have my dice. Hold on. Dwarfs are good at <laughs>
2: those. Um, uh, you guys do both get that 13. plus four uh, brought to you
0: by dungeons box 17
1: take that Nice dexterity saving throw brought to you by dungeon box thanks totally dungeon not by box. the dice though <laughs>
0: that was epic uh 23 plus four okay uh what did our dwarven dwarven kind friends get
2: uh rangrim got a 17 and i got a solid eight
0: okay tight, tight. um <laughs> so uh glenn rangrim uh glenn you come uh you come popping out just kind of like completely standing up straight normal and you kind of just like brush yourself off. Rangrim, you come out backwards. Uh, so you're facing away from the spiral. <laughs> and then uh, and then Cosmo, uh, you come out absolutely just like kind of on your butt, sliding across the ground uh, facing uh, facing towards the spiraling vortex of, of smoke. Um, and what happens is this fog cloud, it kind of like spirals in this big uh, sphere up from the ground. So it's like a half dome and then it kind of like disappears. And as it's gone, Uh, you see a new figure who's standing in front of the Red Striders. Uh, They are wearing this kind of like swirl of coloring, but it's black and red uh, with these gold inlaid gold filigree, similar to what is on the Red Striders clothing, but she has a lot more black in it. And it's this full robe that goes all the way to the ground uh, and then a face covering as well that only has their eyes shown. And then these dark maroon horns that are sticking up, kind of spiraling uh, from out of this facial covering. Uh, And as you're looking at them, their eyes are just this, like, amber-yellow with these kind of slits, Uh, and that's the only thing you can see for their face. And as this figure appears, you hear a voice. Now, now, let's calm down. There'll be plenty of time for fighting in the arena. No need to get hasty and rush to your deaths. Your benefactor, Baldor, has already lost so much.
1: Well, that was a a hell of an entrance. Who are you?
0: You may call me Madam Marsh. Madam Marsh. Well,
1: thanks for the assist. I think uh, my grumpy friend over here nods towards peril. was uh, about to act a little little uncouth to, to me and my friend. So thank you for stepping in. Sounds like you you know Baldur
0: She gives like a dry kind of like a dry chuckle and goes,
4: "Yes, I am quite familiar with Baldur from the past. seems as if he's had quite a run of misfortune, though it looks like even though he lost his previous champions and the ones before that.
0: Oh. it seems that there is a there's always willing sacrifices to his cause well it's a
2: real good thing uh, you stepped in your uh, friends behind you there was about to uh, find themselves a beating before you got here and he stands up dusting himself off (laughs) and before you left uh, it's alright it wasn't meant to be funny
0: (laughs) Uh, I think that just goes over with just like an awkward silence Uh, there's no laugh I think at that point (laughs)
2: <laughs> he turns to random gram and goes, Well, that sounds about what I expected.
3: Yeah, I thought it was funny. I think you did a good job. I oh, mean, she comes in here with this doom and gloom ad Like, anyone's buying it. But we wasn't the one who knocked over the old lady's table. Yeah, what yeah, do like I say? It's a dick move. You guys was being dicks. And uh we just don't like that. So, I mean, like Baldo's a dick too, but like this whole act you got going on with the smoke and mirrors not phasing me not one little bit
1: does she have
0: a red striders insignia anywhere on her no it's just that no, like a black and red, red and black. yeah kind of tie-dye color well, madam,
1: we uh or sorry is the soothsayer still there
0: uh, the soothsayer is kind of, uh, at this point, she's kind of picking things up off the ground. Yeah, she's, she's picked okay. herself up because she had fallen when she tried to grab her items. And so she's kind of picked herself up now, but she's a much older, frail figure. Um, and so she's kind of quietly picking her things up and, and, and collecting them as uh, this is going on.
1: This isn't like a Peter Parker Spider-Man situation. Got it. Uh, <laughs> well, Madam Marsh seems to uh, you know a lot about this town and maybe some previous champions. Can we, can we repay this help with uh, any act of kindness of our own. Maybe we can buy you some some tea, maybe a drink.
0: That's quite kind, but I have a feeling that any uh, hmm, any friendship that we might be able to build might be short lived. As we'll you're see, if you're probably going to
3: die soon. It's
4: that's the un- unfortunate
0: uh, seeming the unfortunate side effect of working with your current benefactor, but we'll see. Uh, if you are able to get through the first round of the arena and survive the what lies ahead of you, then you'll have plenty of time to face against my champions. Peril can get a bit hasty. And she kind of looks over at him and he kind of looks away and then kind of like kicks a little bit more dirt at the uh, the fortune teller and looks all at you. I'll
3: be seeing you soon.
0: And uh, Madame Marsh, kind of looking back at you all, you can't really read her facial expressions because it's covered, but she just kind of snaps her fingers. And the three of them kind of like in this, the same kind of spiral vortex of this like fog mist, um, kind of it, it envelops them like a cocoon and then drops to the ground and dissipates. Uh, The three of them disappear first. And then uh, she kind of looks at you for another like split second. And then the same thing happens to her and they are gone.
1: I do an arcana check to see if I like recognized the kind of magic that was. Yeah, for sure. Neat. I don't know if I'm good at that at all. Nope. Uh,
0: 15. Okay. Um, I'll say that you're familiar with uh, spells that are based around like fog, things like that. Things like that are mist based, uh, like combination of like misty step mixed with like a fog cloud or something like that. Like this seems to be some sort of, um, you haven't heard of a spell that's exactly like this, but you also know that, like, there are teleportation magic uh, spells that are based around, you know, different kinds of, you know, elemental effects, and so you would assume that this is something of that sort. Could be long-distance teleportation, could be short-distance, you really don't know.
1: Okay. Uh, Glenn's gonna walk over to the the soothsayer and just continue to, like, help her to her feet and pick up her stuff, and he's gonna introduce himself. He's like, uh, sorry about the angry tall one. He was, uh, Throwing a little bit of a temper tantrum. What do you, what do you see for his future?
0: Oh, it's so. I appreciate so much your are coming to my aid. I sometimes I just see things in the in the bones that unfortunately people don't appreciate. But um, what is your name, young man? Oh, my name.
1: Uh, it's well, I have many names. You want the real one, or what? What works for your bones?
3: The going to come to us. on but don't be bashful, Glenn. His name's Glenn uh i still have trouble with his last name but his first name i'm positive is glenn it's no longer or shorter
1: well you really just kind of dropped that one but yeah that's 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 a version of my name is glenn
0: I, I i appreciate you being honest with me to be honest it's kind of a formality because i already knew your names
3: what's his name all right what's my name and Ray Grimms is like- hands on his hips what's my name like guess my yeah, weight kind yeah. of thing. What's, my, yeah, what's my name
0: your name is rangrim Dog Forge, of course
3: <laughs> she got it do him do him do him and i'm pointing <laughs> at cosmo
0: yes yes it's it's quite a fun parlor trick but uh there's there's no need to uh come over here as well uh cosmo stoneheart
3: <laughs> this is crazy yes. cosmo, you gotta see this pretty creepy you gotta right? see this Cosmos. what's your
0: name Uh, Yes, of course. Uh, I forget that not everyone is gifted with the same skills. Uh, My name is Gildy.
1: Well, Gildy, what uh, what did you see in the bones for our friend there? Because he seemed real, real upset about it.
0: Uh, Normally, I wouldn't. uh, I would be opposed to telling someone else the the fates of another, but he's kind of an asshole. They turned yes, they were they were quite uh quite a wily bunch Real dickhead, I, real dickhead, that guy. I I don't suppose that it would be too much, but I, I see quite uh a lot of trials and tribulations that, that one might not be over to come be able to overcome in his near future. So they did not appreciate hearing that. Well, I think there's a good
1: chance you're gonna see us in the ring, so sounds about right
2: like their tracks. I knew their threat was empty.
0: Hey, I appreciate you all helping me to, uh, to protect me from that, that old situation, but I would be I would love to treat you all to tea and I have some, some crumpets and, and other baked goods that I could provide you if you all would help, be so kind as to help me uh, collect my belongings and uh, follow me home.
2: Well, uh, if it means you throw those things on the table for for one of us. That would be great.
0: I I think that that can be arranged.
2: Mm, no, 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 mate. I can't I, do it. That's fine. I volunteer. With volunteers tribute. <laughs> I'm all
3: I'm all for the crumpets, but like, I mean, that's fine. You, you do no, offense, thank God and, I was uh, a dick. I just don't like like cre- creepy old ladies throwing bones on tables and tell me when I'm gonna die because like, I don't want to know.
0: Oh, I no—not no com- to say
3: that you're a creepy old lady, but I mean, come on.
0: I I completely understand. I I would not. I'm not offended, young Rangrim. Insight check. Uh, mm. sure.
1: Sixteen. Is she offended? <laughs>
0: it's uh, it rolled exactly the same thing. So <laughs> no, I don't know what that means. So you're just like. I don't know. I think that, that's that's where you get to.
1: I, I mage hand smack room up the backside of his head and just give him a look.
3: Boy, I was being nice to this old creepy lady. Smack him
1: again. Quit, quit and, calling her creepy. Is it the, creepy? Is it the
3: creepy lady thing? She, she, is that what it is? She can
1: see the future. We don't need that. Not on our side right now.
3: Well, <laughs> if she can see it, how's me calling her creepy the even to think Rangram's just like walking off into the distance <laughs> contemplating how <laughs> any of this would make sense to him. So, well, if boy we'll pulls a cigarette out of his beard and just lights it. Slowly like walking ahead of the party while they helped. Uh, Gilby, correct? Gildy. Gildy.
0: Gildy. Hildy. Hildy with a G. Right.
3: Gildy. So Wrengrim so, just uh, contemplating his own, own existence smoking a cigarette and how he could have possibly
0: done any wrong so uh just for brevity's sake um i'll say that you all um gildy is able to i assume walking behind rangrim who's kind of leading the way um she leads you all at a very slow pace um, after collecting up all these belongings uh leads you like maybe not too far down the street uh and kind of stops in front of a small building that is like it looks like it was built between two larger stone buildings or at one point in time, maybe the, this thing was here originally, but it's a much older wooden structure that's like very narrow and probably like is two stories, but it's like very super narrow and just kind of sandwiched between these much larger buildings. Um, barely like barely wide enough for a door and a window on the front. She, she got gentrified. Yeah, She did. She's the, she's the original one. They're waiting for her to go so they can turn this into a parking spot or something. That property is uh, going to be worth money. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's absolutely an up house situation. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah is it, um, is
1: it run down or does it just look like it's old
0: no it's uh, i'll say that it's it's old uh, but it has been well maintained so like the paint is you know fresh and new it's i'll say that it's like a let's say like a lavender with like a, a mint green trim uh and then there's like there's nice flowers in the the flower box underneath the window uh, and you can see kind of like a door a little, with a little
3: little bit of love we could uh flip that and sell it to like a nice like elven couple
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah. No, if you get the, uh, you know, if you get the fantasy property brothers over here, you're going to be doing really well. <laughs> ye olde, Yeah. Or ye olde house. Uh, the, yeah. guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, Fantastic. Uh, I actually watched a lot of this old house during the, uh, during Christmas. Anyway, uh, that's neither here nor there. Um, that's <laughs> making it to the episode. <laughs> yeah. Don't edit that out. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and, uh, actually tiny house. That's probably where this, uh, this idea came from. Anyway, uh, anyway um she leads you all inside uh and immediately you're hit with like this um kind of like this it just smells like earthy and nice like you can smell like uh pastries but also like it, it just smells like tea and like very floral and then there's like a, a fire that's burning in the fireplace. Um, but yeah, it's just like a, a small, uh, very small uh, space downstairs with a small table, a very, a very humble kitchen, um, and then basically a staircase that's leading up to the second level. But it's a very small quaint. It, it kind of goes back a little ways. But um, you're all a little bit cramped. Uh, the, the dwarves are probably like, uh, like, you know, a little bit like everything's kind of a little bit like uh, everything's everyone's just a little bit cramped in here. She's small and this whole place is built for small things. And even though the dwarves are short, they're, you know, you're you're thick, you're stocky, stocky folk. Um but uh, she kind of uh, kind of waves uh, a hand to us, uh, you know, sit, uh, sit, please, please sit down and uh, take a load off one. I'll uh, get everything prepared and uh, we can, for those brave enough to have their fortunes told, I'll be more than happy to do that as a thank you. Do you need any help
1: in the kitchen? Any help getting those scones and pastries going?
0: Oh, yes, I would. I certainly would appreciate that. Um, Osmo's a can- master
1: baker.
2: Well, yes, yes. Yes, I am. My mom, me mom, uh, she taught me everything she knows. Is that what you meant when you said that words to me? Because I thought it had a different
3: meaning when you said he was a master baker.
0: Different, different ending. Um, She kind of lead, uh, leads the way. Sorry, go for it, Cosmo. I was going to say, Cosmo's a little too short for that one. <laughs> uh she leads the way over to the kitchen uh where uh she kind of has like a there's a lit, right above the fireplace there's kind of like a, a secondary area that has like a closable and openable like off to the side of it like uh open opened of like a wood burning uh, oven kind of situation and there are some crumpets in there that are warming and she is able to pull them out and put them on a tray and hand them over to Cosmo uh, whoever or Glenn or whoever went over to help her Um, and then begins making tea and then uh, shortly after that uh, she's kind of uh, handing out a couple uh, cups and is uh, pouring tea for everyone and herself sits down at the table. And you all have some delicious smelling crumpets in front of you, and some like very good tea. By the way, what I guess of the three of you, what would be your tea preferences?
1: Uh, Glenn's an oolong guy. I think uh, I think he gets that. Yeah, uh, I, think, I think we're similar Ray-Rim's that Ray-Rim's
0: Ray-Rim's way. Uh, Earl Grey. Okay.
3: Tracks.
1: I, I don't know. <laughs> Hot, Cosmo water has water.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Hot water. Yeah. Hot water. Hot water.
0: Okay, so Cosmo gets some water with lemon. I think.
2: Right. That sounds great.
0: For the throat because he does all the yelling all the time from across <laughs> large distances yes thirty um, feet
2: plus at least yes <laughs> uh so, yes that's great
0: before we begin uh, for those who are interested in having their their fates told to them uh, do you have any questions things that you are seeking
3: uh I'm and Rangrim, just like one leg, like, like legs crossed, pinky out, sipping this tea. But he's got like three of those scones in his hand. And he's just like eating them, like just watching. Michael Jackson eating popcorn on this one.
2: Well, uh, I guess I'll start then. Is, you, asked, you said, is there anything that I'm seeking?
0: Is there anything, any questions that are on your mind? Things that you're looking for or curious about?
2: well i guess uh i guess i have these powers and i don't know why and yes. uh i've had some people tell me things and i don't know if i want to believe them or not but uh you know that is what i seek
0: yes i without even having to roll the bones for you, I see lots of confusion and a desire to prove yourself within you.
2: I could have told I, you that.
0: I also just, I do see that there is there is a power that emanates from you that, while it doesn't seem to originate from yourself, it's from some sort of external force. Uh, Unfortunately, I, I'm not a master with the divine magics and I won't be able to help there, but I can help hopefully give some guidance. What? Uh, Cosmo, um, I need for you to roll me a d20, straight up and down.
2: Okay. This calls for the metal one. Feel it. I can feel it in my dice.
1: It's, it's only your fate. Don't oh. worry
2: about it. Damn it. What'd you get? It's an eight.
0: She she kind of like opens up this little bag that you saw like when she was cleaning up some of her uh, items that had been kicked around by the Red Striders. Uh, She pulls them out and they're these like, they're these bones um, that have been carved into almost the uh, similarity of like three, like six-sided dice, Uh, but they're made out of bone and they have these like just completely alien to you symbols on them. Um, that you, you know, don't know. And mixed into there too, there's like a six, six things total, three of which are like these six-sided dice things, these cubes. Uh, and then there's three that look like they are like almost spinal vertebrae of some sort of animal, but they're similar size uh, to that. So they're like that same scale. Uh, but she pulls the six of these items out and holds them out to you and goes, place your hand upon these and think your questions within your mind. Focus on them fully. Oh, oh, All right, and he does it. Um, I'll say that when you do it, you feel like, you don't feel like a, a shock, but you feel like just like a slight bit of magic, almost like something like going out of you, just out of you, like very lightly. Like this okay. pulls a little bit of, of magic from you, something from you. Okay. Uh, and uh, and you, when you pull your hand away, these things are like slightly luminescently gl- glowing with this like light blue light. And she closes her eyes and then opens them. And they have gone like almost like opaque white. Uh, And then she rolls these dice. Um, And they kind of go across a table. And then they they kind of move in this way where they kind of bounce. Like they, they go sideways. She throws them sideways. And they kind of like hit this invisible barrier on the side and bounce back almost like a wave hitting a wall. Uh, and then like so you see like a slight distortion in the air of like a boom as they hit and bounce back in front of her uh, and they all are just kind of glowing with this faint blue light and they kind of uh, just pulse for a second and as that happens uh, Gildy starts to speak
4: Cosmos you are so young and full of ambition, driving forward all this find a way to make this world a better place. But in your pace, in your, your hurry, you have made a grave One that, even now, is reaching up to swallow. Um,
0: her eye is kind of like, this voice comes in like a different, it's a strange voice, strange, like reverberating. And, uh, like, her eyes kind of like blink uh and she kind of blinks a couple times and that opaque white leaves. Uh so uh Gildy kind of like seems like she's coming a little bit out of a uh her trance and just, oh. oh sometimes they take a little bit more, but that one was uh quite quite simple. Um I I don't remember exactly what I, I said, but I hope that it was helpful.
2: Well uh yes yes it was extremely thank you
0: she uh she kind of takes like a couple bites off of uh, one of the crumpets and like drinks some tea seeming like trying to catch her breath a little bit seems like this was a little bit taxing on her um but after like another second she looks over at glenn uh so i would you be interested in having your fortunes told to you as well i've i've been on
1: this this rock for a long time i'd love to Hear what the future might hold. See if it's worth
0: hanging around. You know. Um, sweet, Glenn, roll me a straight up and down d twenty. Five. Ooh, um, all right, a five. She cast fireball. I'm dead. Uh, similar to what she did before, uh, she holds out the the bones to uh, the bones and the dice to Glenn, um, and basically asks you to put your hand on it and to. Uh, think of what your question would be, the thing you're interested in.
1: Uh, Glenn's curiosity right now is pointed towards uh, Chakar's temple and if it's something that they need to address in the immediate future or if it's something that can continue to fester. Um, and his focus would be um like on what path to resolution would, there would be. If it's reinstating Brin to his former glory, if it's handling Jakar on their own, just that whole kit and caboodle.
0: You have quite a lot of in-depth and specific questions. I will do my best to make sure and focus the is best of my ability uh, onto a future that will tie in with your interests. Um, And so when you move your hand away, uh, for you, the dice have like a kind of more of an orange-ish kind of uh, glow to them, uh, the dice and the bones. And so again, uh, she kind of like, as you remove your hand, they kind of pulse with that orange and sh- her eyes go opaque as her head kind of goes back and she rolls the dice and they bounce off the wall, uh, landing a little bit uh, in the, you, know, you can see there's a different spread this time uh, with different symbols that are facing upwards.
4: Lydia, You have spent so much of your life, so much of your time running from your past. Always moving forward, always keeping the distance between you and what's behind you. Your friends, though they have made you stronger, have slowed your movement.
0: You have taken your eyes off of the past and begun to the folder. And with
4: that, your past has made ground you. And it will catch you, house. I can say for certain, there is something coming, something familiar with you. Not only is it part of your past, but it also ties into the
0: And with that, uh, she kind of like lets out a exhale. Out of her eyes go back to normal, and she kind of closes her eyes for a bit. This time seems a little bit more winded. Like this one took a little bit more out of her. Uh, it was a little bit more difficult. Um, but then she eventually opens her eyes and uh, again scarfs down a bunch of crumpet uh, to get her strength back and uh, drinks some uh, some tea. Um, and is just kind of sitting there, uh, kind of trying to catch her breath. It seems.
3: Grim uh, takes a sip of tea in uh, very uh, much the uh, Kermit the Frog meme sense.
1: Yeah, Glynn's just like ch- shocked white. He is not a fan of that result. Um, at a loss for words, he's he's speechless at this moment. He's just kind of contemplatively staring off into the dar- dark.
0: I, I assume by your reaction that your news was not uh, kind, or what you were seeking.
1: Uh, don't know if I was looking for anything intentional, but that was, uh, as you said, specific. Not necessarily what I was what I was expecting. And if that's how the the bones roll, I guess there's only so much to do about it. But it's a lot to think about there.
3: Thank well, you. At least you tell how it is, lady. That's why that guy was a dick. He couldn't
1: handle it. I understand why he may have reacted, but also he is a dick.
0: I I I do appreciate you all coming to my aid. I Rangrim, if you ever do change your mind, or all right, all right, fuck it. Do me <laughs> like eat his
3: last crumpet and just like take the rest of his team Alright, do it, do it.
1: I feel like most palm readers in 2020 have basically received the fuck it do me too. Like just I'm done. Yeah. Just tell me what's coming. Like Gosh. I need to
0: know. <laughs> I need something to tell me what the fucking do. Give me the yeah. come on, stars. <laughs> do your thing. Yeah. Uh uh, all right. Uh Rangum, Uh roll me a straight down D20. Oh,
3: actually, not bad. That's a
0: 12. Best of it yet. Best best one so far. Um awesome. So uh she again holds out her uh, her hand uh, with those uh, those bones and dice on it, uh, asking you to put your hand on it and to kind of think about and state, you know, kind of what your questions that you have, if any, and to think about those things. So, what is Rangrim thinking about?
3: Um, depends. If Rangrim's thinking peacefully, his thoughts would be about his grandfather and his daughter.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, and beyond that, he would actually be thinking about Cosmo and Quinn, but they'll never know it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> awesome. Um, so when you take your when you take your hand away uh, after thinking of these questions, uh, the the dice are like this kind of like seafoam green color, um, kind of emanating the seafoam green light, and again her eyes. Uh, roll back turn this opaque white and she rolls them Uh, and this time they they do like a very like they bounce off of like not one but the other barrier on the other side as well like this invisible dice box that basically she's rolling these things in Um, and they land with a pretty wide spread on the table and uh, pulse with that uh, seafoam green and Gildy begins to speak
4: Redmond, you have sacrificed so much you lost so much pain and suffering they come from. You. I can't promise you that there won't be more sacrifice and suffering in your near future. I quite the see more pain come, but I can promise you this. There is an end to the suffering. There is an end of the tunnel. Better or worse. You
0: will find peace. and uh she kind of like the most of all of these this time as she kind of like comes out of her trance um this time she kind of like fully like almost goes limp in the chair and is like fully kind of like chest heaving uh trying to catch her breath and with like while still leaning back against the the chair uh and breathing heavily she kind of like takes the remainder of her scone and full like all at once kind of eats it uh and is uh one-handedly kind of like shaky hand, like bringing the teacup to her mouth. Um But yeah, that is... That is Rangrim's uh,
3: fortune. Well, at least the tea is good. <laughs> Nothing bad happened for me. You guys probably had a real bad time, right? Everything was fine.
1: You okay, Rangrim? seem to be doing that whole dismiss it the second you feel it thing again.
3: <laughs> what? I've literally... Never done that ever.
1: I'm not even gonna roll an inside check on that one. Gildy, <laughs> it seems we've uh we've we've drained you of more than just your time and we we're thankful. I don't know. I, I don't have much to say. I, I have a lot to to think about. Uh do you guys have, have anything for? Maybe,
3: maybe it's maybe someday, but
1: uh, not today. We're gonna go uh, hit a couple stores around town before we prepare for this uh, upcoming tournament. Those dice, or those bones, wouldn't have to tell you if we win or lose that, would it? Because you might. Yeah, guys, is that a good time.
3: thing? Should we go shopping and get less ominous, fucking shit about our st- like our whole lives before we go to almost die? What? Like that would help me
2: out a lot. This definitely put me in a shopping mood.
3: Yes, <laughs> I want. I want to go
2: buy some things no
3: retail therapy (laughs) yeah yes i need that because that was some dark things that i found out about myself and all of you like you know i could hear you the whole time i was sitting in a room eating crumpets and drinking tea like we all know what happened
1: i feel like we just play this one off like we were all in our own separate rooms and no one needs to be the wiser yeah
3: we're never talking about it again
1: deal (laughs) 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 T-Clink. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> t- 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 <laughs> <laughs> with, with the teacups, yes.
4: Yeah. Or tea uh,
1: T-Clink. Guilty, while we're out and about, is there anything you need us to pick up for you? Seems like you might not be able to get some errands done considering how exhausted you are. would be happy to bring you something back.
0: Oh, I, I appreciate that. Uh, I I truly do. I, I am able to take care of myself. I'll be back and have my energy back in no time, but please feel free to Stop by any time. I will. I'm always around and I'm always happy to have company.
1: Thank you, Gildy. And Glenn, like, uncomfortably just stands up and leaves.
0: Sweet. Cosmo falls behind.
4: Mm hmm. Indeed. Nice.
0: Yep. So, uh, Glenn, I think you have to duck, probably getting out of the front door. But uh,
1: yeah. And- barely, barely misses it. Isn't even paying attention. Like, it's just like, go, oh God. Like, a last second
0: ducks. Awesome, uh, yeah. So you all walk out of the house and it disappears behind you. I'm kidding. No, it's- <laughs> no, it doesn't. Uh, you look yeah, back and
1: a you- small boy
0: is waving. <laughs> <laughs> Just the ghost of the uh, ghost of uh, the, yeah. the kid from earlier. Yeah, hundred percent. No, I'm kidding. Uh, no, you uh, walk out of the house and um, are able to uh, continue on your way. I believe you were heading to uh, Jargot's Jinx uh, before. Correct. This. Awesome. So. Um, yeah, so following the instructions from earlier, uh, you're able to kind of find your way through the meandering pathways of uh, of Rockdale, um, and you were pretty close to Jargots, um, and you know that it's on the outskirts of town. You eventually come across this, uh, another small building that is kind of like off by itself, uh, and... It looks ext- like I mean this thing looks like a tool shed esque size thing with just a tiny little door on it, um, and on the front of it it has a very old sign that says uh, Jargot's Jinx. Uh, there's no windows. There's just a door. It's like a shed. It's pretty shed size. I would probably say that it's no more than like a ten by ten uh, building. Uh, like if re- it's basically kind of standing off on its own on the end of like a of one of the alleyway roads, uh, separated from the taller buildings. This is on the outskirts of town where the the buildings become smaller, but even in small building scale, this thing is small and has no windows. It's very strange.
1: Well, uh, Cosmo, you want to take the lead? I think this is it.
2: Well, uh, yes. let I'll go first.
1: Knock on the door with Mage Hand as, as Cosmo's approaching just to see if it's open. There's no sign that says open, right? Just says Jargot's Jinx.
0: It just says Jargot's Jinx on it. Yeah, it's 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 written in this like um, black and gold lettering. Uh, it's it's done nicely, but it looks like old and kind of chipped and, and faded a little bit. Um, but yeah, uh, you knock on the door and you hear a very gruff voice that answers and goes, "It's open."
2: What? Well, okay. And then Cosmo walks in. Okay. Lynn follows. You must be. Yes. Yes, he does. Okay. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed.
0: Uh, awesome. So, uh, you walk in. You open the door to a very strange space. Uh, you open this door, and you're immediately like, it's dark in this space, but it's it's lit with this like ambient uh, kind of red light mm. um, that is emanating from a couple braziers, and then also... One thing you're kind of taken aback by is that the walls on the inside, for one thing, this room that you walk into is massive. It's much larger uh, Mm -hmm. than the the building on the outside. Also, it's made of like cobblestone. Think like Castle Keep-esque construction. The floor is also stone and overlaid with these like rugs. Uh, But think very much Castle Keep-wise. Also, there's these like very narrow slit windows that are high up on the wall. Think like 15 feet that there's just like this emanating red light that's coming out of them like these shafts of light that are coming from seemingly from the outside and it's also stiflingly hot in here perfect the great so (laughs) the room is uh covered in items all around it there's uh things hanging on the wall there's just stuff and then like just it's it's kind of arranged in a in a manner that is uh orderly but then also it you can tell that there's this like a lot of items that are just like around but the, generally they're just kind of like hanging on the wall on the far side of the room uh standing behind this kind of glass case uh, you see a very strange figure uh, they are a anthropomorphic bipedal white tiger but the thing that you notice is for one thing they're larger in scale than like, person they're they're very large uh but their hands are backwards think about if you took the hand off your right wrist and attached it to your left so his his left hand is facing out to the left instead of into his right Hmm. uh their uh their leg also seems to be kind of like twisted a little bit like their foot is kind of turned sideways they're just very strange um and then one of their eyes is yellow and then one of their eyes is very large, much larger than the other one, and it's this like jade green kind of, uh, and and has like instead of having the slit eye that the other one has, it has like a, a round iris. Uh, it's very, but it seems much larger and weirder than the other one. And it's uh, it's
1: a white anthropomorphic
0: tiger. Yes, uh, wild. And for anyone who is, uh, I mean, I guess roll me, uh, roll me history checks uh, the three of you.
1: Oh, not bad. Ooh, 16. 18. Okay. I five.
2: <laughs>
0: so, uh, Rangrim and Lin, you, uh you would recognize this uh, creature to be a Rakshasa, which is actually a uh, a demon tiger that originates in the Nine Hells.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Jargot's Jinx. What can I do for you?
3: Show me your ways. All of them.
0: I would be more than happy to show you what I have available. Um, so are you all, like, kind of stepping... So, like, it's kind of like a, a tiered staircase system that would lead up to this, like, glass case that they're standing in front of. I'll say, to you that there's this... You, you'll notice that there's this large glass case that they're standing in front of, just like a, a normal shop would have, I guess. Not that glass is very common in this world, but uh, there's also... Uh, Up higher on the wall, directly behind them, there's another case that's mounted to the wall uh, that seems to have a solitary sword in it. Uh, That's like this gladius, uh, smaller, but like very thick uh, sword. Um, And I think, Glenn, roll me a history check. Uh, 13. Uh, Glenn, you've seen the sword before. Uh, You saw a very similar sword to this. Uh, on the statue of baldor of Baldur. that's what i thought neat
1: uh yeah glenn's gonna let the guys approach first if that's if they're doing it yeah uh
2: cosmo steps up and he says well uh, what exactly is a,
0: a jinx aside from a clever rhyming name with my name it is Another word for enchanting and things of that sort. Enchantments are kind of my forte. I will gladly either sell you an item that I've previously enchanted as something that I've just had an idea or whatever to, to do, but I also will be happy to take an idea or a concept in an item that you possess that is not already enchanted and try to imbue it with whatever ideas that you might have.
2: Oh well, that's that's really nice. It's an enchanter, eh? Ringrim, he's an enchanter.
3: What what, what was the name again? Was it Tim? Well, no, it's Jarget.
2: Jarget. Oh, now you got me. I'm running The name,
0: off. the name is
4: Jargat. Jargat, Yes, okay. yes. See, okay. that's,
2: like you said. I know
3: an enchanter once whose name was Tim. Sorry for well, the confusion.
1: Well, Do they uh, look similar? <laughs>
3: Uh, no, not all. They were just both enchanters. I didn't know there was this. If there was more than one.
2: All right, well, uh, it. uh you're in a, You're it's your lucky day. I just got a bad fortune, and I'm ready to spend some money. So uh, I reckon I'd like to have my shield enchanted. That is
0: something that I think I might be able to do. So tell me a bit about what you would like your shield to do to prevent or to what what are you looking for well uh my
2: shield does a really bang up job uh prevent you know keeping me from getting hit by axes and uh weapons and things of that nature i would really love it if it also could help me prevent spells and things of that nature or could help me friends
0: okay i think that there's something that we can do would you be willing to leave the shield here with me what also what kind of budget are we working with and do we want to see if maybe you're interested in buying any of the wares that i currently have to see that whether or not you will be using up any of that as well
2: well uh, do you have any wares that uh, have those types of enchantments ready you see i have a really big tournament tomorrow is it tomorrow
0: yeah when, when uh, is the tournament no so, <laughs> yes the, the battle so. technically would be tomorrow yes. okay, okay
2: okay i just wanted to clarify yeah well you see i, I have to fight this primordial guardian whatever that is tomorrow
0: and uh, i'm thinking i'll need my shield ah uh, yes so you all are taking place uh, in the tournament i sometimes forget um where my doorways are, but uh, you came from Rockdale, yes? Cosmo is deer in the headlights,
1: like, confused. Lynn <laughs> from like, the back of the room goes, <laughs> where are we now? <laughs>
4: <laughs> uh,
0: Rangrim, he's in doorways. Don't pay it any mind. You're quite safe, I, I assure you. But I can't we'll also we'll assure we'll you... More about that.
1: Flynn immediately starts looking for other doors. Are there other doors in this place?
0: There's no other doors except the main one. What the
1: fuck? How do we know? Never mind. Sorry, go ahead.
0: Okay. I, I, I didn't mean to alarm you. I assure you that once you decide to go back out that door, that you will be back in Rockdale as you expect to be. But since you only have a day, I don't know if I'd be able to turn the shield around in time let's see if potentially i have something else that you might be interested in in the short term that's already been enchanted and then if you are to win the tournament or have more time then you know depending on the amount of gold you have we could even enchant it with a more powerful enchantment it's Uh, kind of a a sliding uh, scale based on your your abilities to pay
3: i see your angle or i guess some gold too you got a shield that could be like a shield and then not a shield well, like you got other shields.
0: I do have, I do have a shield, and he kind of. So, just let me. I'll describe this case, and I'll tell you some of the items that you see in here, and then if you're interested in them, we can. You can ask about them. Um, also, Glenn, I'm just going to tell you this. Uh, since you're standing kind of off to the side, uh, you're you're looking around, looking for doors, and something catches your eye. There's this kind of large ornate mirror that is kind of that's standing on its own in kind of the corner, uh, one of the the corners to your right. Um, and it's like, it's covered in this, um, just like this velvet uh, cloth, but there's something about it that's like kind of alluring to you, but it's, it's a, probably a, a solid six foot mirror that's standing okay. on its own in a corner. i um, just, just letting you know that I'll let you that, let that kind of steep. So, what you all see in this uh, in this what I'm going to call a, a prize cabinet, because very much picture a Chuck E. Cheese-esque, uh, where there's different the lower level tiers, and then there's they go higher up as the as the price goes up, and there's these Perfect. little bent tags on them uh, that basically say their rarity as well as the gold cost. So, starting on the bottom shelf, you have what looks like a like a mat like a leather mask, but it's not a mask. It's actually like it looks like a fake leather beard that it, you, it can tie around the back of your head. Uh, it's like curly and has a little mustache on it. Um, and it says leather beard. Uh, I'm, I'll just go describe them all. And then I'll, you, if you have questions, I can fill them in a little bit more. Uh, you see what looks like a sling that has like this, um, kind of ornate pattern and, and these, uh, runes in the center of the like leather area where you would kind of throw the sling. And there's a couple stones, kind of three stones laying next to it. Uh, you see a tankard that has a, uh, like the face of a person on it that is kind of laughing. Uh, and then you see a just kind of leaning, uh, like actually laying across the entire length of it. You just see this, it just looks like a pole, uh, like a straight wooden pole that's about uh, six feet in length, uh, just a wooden pole, like completely no uh, markings on it at all. Um, so that's on the lowest shelf and the markings next to that says hundred gold on the second goal, the second level up from that, uh, 500 gold pieces, uh, you have what looks like a, uh, kind of like, a, a fanny pack, but it's like this, uh, pearlescent, uh, kind of like, um, it seems like it's like this uh, pearlescent rainbow, uh, kind of opaline rainbow color, but it's like a, a white uh, rainbow shimmering coloring uh, for this, uh, this fanny pack. Uh, you see a, a mace that is uh, sitting on there as well, like a single-handed mace that has these kind of like spine pieces sticking off of it, uh, kind of coming off in these kind of like diamond patterns sticking off of this mace. Uh, you also, it has a, a gold handle with these like kind of bright silver uh, spines coming off of it. Uh, you also see a shield that is like this dark steel shield that has these three lines in it. Uh, and it's this like rectangular kind of uh, almost like a tower shield. It's taller than normal, uh, but it has these three lines in it. And it's like this dark kind of darker steel. Um, you also see this small magnifying glass that is uh, leaning up and has like a, it's laying on top of like a, a velvet bag that seems to contain it, but it's really intricate and has like a gold handle on it. Uh, you also see, uh, what looks like, have you ever seen the, like the ultra black, uh, paint, Mm. uh, that like the super, super black that has no no black. Yeah. The no light goes into, uh, you see what just looks like that laid out onto one of these shelves. And it almost looks like it's, uh, you know, it's, it it just like, there's no light reflecting up. It's literally just like a black circle. That's probably like mm, eight inches in diameter. We'll say, uh, yeah, we'll say eight inches in diameter. Uh, and then aside from that, you see a kind of, looks like a pile of fabric, but the fabric is, uh, it almost looks like it's made out of petals and these petals are, as you're looking at it, are changing, uh, in colors and kind of morphing between like, uh, rose petals and then changing into like more of a lavender. And it's kind of like doing this, like changing effect. Uh, but it almost looks like some sort of like garment that is, uh, in a neat folded pile in there. Uh, so that is on the 500 gold piece shelf. Uh, And then on the top shelf, uh, you have these boots that have these small wings on them. These like leather boots with these this intricate filigree on them. Uh, you see a bow that doesn't seem to have a string on it, and it it just is a like a very like clean uh, wooden bow with this kind of like almost like air current patterns uh, and coming out to these kind of like sharpened ends on it. But it doesn't have a string, which is really interesting. Uh, and then you see this other shield that's that's laying in there as well. And this one is uh, it's like this maroon uh, center with this silver outline and then on the top of it there is a lion's head uh just like perched on the very top of it so uh and then aside from the uh the, the gladius the really thick gladius that's on the wall that is the items that you see and on the top shelf item items you do see that they are two thousand gold pieces Ooh. For, item Ooh. for those top Ooh. those last three uh so 100 500 and 2,000 is what you're looking at
2: was the shield on the middle tier? Two shields. There's Those two shields. Oh, I missed the second shield. I'm sorry.
0: The dark, the dark steel shield, uh, the tower shield, is on the 500 gold piece shelf. And then the, uh, what I will call you, uh, is, so that, just so you know, just so we can refer to them by name, the uh, dark steel shield is known as the barricade shield, and the uh, the rare 2000 gold piece shield that has the lion head is known as the monster tamer shield.
1: Mm. Monster tamer? Mm-hmm. oh my god <laughs> uh, the labels <laughs> yeah
3: rigram's just picking up the <laughs> five hundred gold shield the the um i'm sorry i already forgot what you called it
0: uh the barricade shield barricade.
3: barricade shield yeah, and I'm like, oh this is amazing, and I'm gonna cast identify and figure out what the fuck it does. <laughs> I will, uh, I will i will absolutely spend the 100 100 uh, gold point gold cost just to just to find out what it
1: is yes yeah, get this out of the way i feel like you could ask
0: i uh, yeah so he goes he sees you start going to like uh cast a spell and goes now now listen i will be more than happy to save you the gold so that you can give it to tight, me instead tight, i'll be tight, happy tight, to tight,
4: tell tight, you
0: ah uh, yes the the
4: barricade shield
0: while, heavy, while holding this heavy iron shield, you can use an action to plant it in the ground and expand its height and width to stretch across a fifteen foot in either <laughs> direction. You can create it. You can use it as a defensive wall or a similar platform, uh, but you know it can basically expand and conform to fit the shape of any enclosed space up to fifteen feet.
3: <laughs> well, here's your two hundred gold for that, sir. Five
0: hundred gold. I love it
3: no i'm a Rangram's aware
0: (laughs) (laughs) he um you see the, the the rakshasa's uh like claws kind of extend as they're holding on to and kind of he reaches across and grabs the shield and goes i understand if it's a little bit out of your price range but that's a little bit too much of a drop for me and he's kind of You can feel him pulling uh, with a surprising strength. All right, all right, all right,
3: all right. Come on,
0: relax. All right, 400. Do you have some sort of item to trade for the additional gold?
3: No, I thought we were bartering. Like, I'm giving you 400 gold for your thing.
0: Roll me a persuasion check. (laughs) Oh, you know
3: my man's not really good at those He
2: just gets dumb. Well, I sometimes. did roll a 17. A 17.
4: Oh, uh, no.
3: Oh, hey, uh, uh, plot twist. I have a plus five for persuasion. So that's a, 20, <laughs> that's a 22. <laughs> uh,
0: for everyone in the Discord, I'm going to start dropping these into the, uh, the D&D Discord uh, so that uh, everyone can read them at the same time if you're interested. Um, so, uh, <laughs> uh, Jar got. Looks at you and is kind of staring at you with his mismatched eyes and goes, 450, final offer.
3: Ah, you got me. (laughs)
0: Easily
3: gives him the 450.
0: Uh, You hand him over a bag of 450 gold and he hands you this shield, which um, you can now read the, uh, the full description of it, but it is pretty radical.
2: That's sick.
1: Just a wow. just a wall. That is so say <laughs> that. That is so dope.
3: If I couldn't make walls of stuff before, whoop, which you whoop, could, look out, boys.
0: Stand I can't behind wait. For, me. I can't wait for you to get into like a tunnel or like an elevator shaft and just drop this thing and turn it into a floating platform. <laughs> Stick it to the walls, anyway. Uh, not to give you ideas, but um, all right. Who else well, is interested in you any you items? <laughs>
1: Cosmo, uh,
2: I'm well, happy to go if you don't want to, but no, uh, you go ahead. I'm. them just there's so many things <laughs> to look at.
1: Well, I have so many questions for you, Jargot. You, uh, we're all of a sudden in a whole other place. We're currently not in Rockdale, so there's an enchantment there I need to figure out. That's just so amazing. But what is this? And he like pulls the velvet off the mirror and does like the Will Smith hands, like. <laughs>
0: Uh,
1: So. <laughs> and he steps out of the way of the mirror, so he's not in the reflection.
0: Okay. Oh, so you're not, are you even looking at the mirror then?
1: I like was looking at it and recognized that he was able to take us to a whole other place and not wanting mm-hmm. to even tempt but, fate. It's so <laughs> just you, like it's out of the way.
0: Okay. So you pull it off, but you're not looking. You, once you pull that off, you're not even looking at the mirror. Not looking at the
1: reflection, looking at Jargot and like. I'm afraid this is going to take me somewhere. <laughs> I'm afraid I'm going to end up not in Rockdale or not with my friends.
0: Is anyone else looking at the mirror when uh, when Glenn does his grand reveal?
1: I'll do a performance check to see if I convince anybody to look. Okay, it's not high. Ranger
3: would probably be looking at it. <laughs> not I, I don't, yeah, He's probably. Yeah. Not probably. What's that about?
2: Look, looking at the mirror. I suppose when Glenn says you know what's this i have no reason to not turn around can't say
0: um awesome so rangram when you look at the mirror um you you see glenn pull this thing off uh you hear jargot uh exclaim with a no and uh rangram you uh you see yourself like basically the second that you look at this mirror you feel yourself just like like almost pulled towards it you're looking at this thing like your, your body is not being pulled like Glenn you don't see Rangram move but like Rangram, you feel your consciousness just like go towards this thing um, and suddenly you're just like like you are standing in front of like this that eye uh, that you've seen in your dreams so many times and that thing is just like burning directly oh in front friend. of you uh, and it is just like it is like you feel yourself just like being like burned and seared by this thing as you're looking directly at it closer than you have in your in your dreams before. Cosmo, you uh, you have the similar feeling except for the fact that like you're just standing there and you just like you feel like there's someone uh, you just feel like someone is behind you like someone is like right there. You're just in this dark space and you just feel something like someone right behind you, uh, and then Jargot. You see, uh, Glenn, you see Jargot white wave his hand. You feel the, uh, the velvet uh, get pulled out of your hand and cover the mirror. Uh, and both Rangrim and uh, Cosmo, you feel yourself like almost like your bodies just get like you get sucked back into your bodies and kind of like you teeter back on your feet for a second. Uh, and then you are, you're just kind of a little bit uh, <laughs> taken no, off guard.
3: No, don't buy that thing. Right, that, nope. thing that thing's awful. Glenn, that was you terrible. Sh-
1: you can't have it.
3: I'm sorry. No, you can't have it.
1: I kind of thought that was going to be fun. What you guys see?
3: I, uh, ter- terrible things. Remember how I said I wasn't going to take your stuff anymore?
1: Yeah.
3: You, you buy that, and I'm going to take all of your stuff.
1: Uh, okay. Well, what what is this, Jargot? Seems seems uh, dangerous. It's, called,
3: it's called the mirror of dickheads. That's what it is. <laughs>
1: oh, terrible persuasion.
3: Make everybody uh.
2: feel bad, Mira. That's what it is. Mind everybody, all of the shitty things in the past. <laughs>
3: mirror of frowny face. Hey, did you do one bad thing one time? That's gonna make you look at that. Mirror
0: of sad. Yeah, Mayor I said, remember that one Five time you were
3: spitting that girl's hair in
0: third grade? It's gonna, it's gonna do that. One bad thing you did. What? Dargot, who is still kind of channeling this energy to, like, cover the mirror more securely to the point where it, like, goes down and you see it tie itself around the legs <laughs> to keep this thing on there, uh, in the corners. Uh, Everyone has their past and things that they're running from or things that are after them. That mirror just makes it a little bit more obvious and shows you. I know, it sounds
3: ominous when you say it, but I'm sure you're not sitting here looking at it.
0: Yeah, it seems like a weird thing to keep around the house. Will you
3: look at it, I'm going to give you 50. I already yeah. gave you most of my money. I'll give you 50 go to look at it right now.
1: There's a
0: reason that it's covered, and there's a reason that that you shouldn't touch things.
3: Yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. I told (laughs) told you. It was not a look at it. Yes, clearly. Now you owe me
0: 500 gold. Sometimes, when properly used, it is nice to know who is and what is after you, to know your enemies.
3: Well, you know, how much is it?
0: Too much money
3: are you sure it's too much money
0: it's not for sale can we get back to the tasks at hand
1: i have a couple things that i'm definitely interested in um i'll go i guess in quick quick list the nondescript pole the fanny pack the magnifying glass
0: the rose petal changing hold on one of its one at a time. Yeah, we'll <laughs> I'm going to have to, I'm gonna have to <laughs> describe these things to you. Hold on. Okay. Uh, so we'll start with the pole. Um, ah, yes. The pole of angling. For those who find themselves in a situation where they may need to wrestle up some something tasty, the pole of angling can at will transform itself into a fishing rod. Simple as that.
1: I don't think that's magic. I think you just are going to have to buy a string and Put it on the end of the pole. That but if it was a,
2: if it was like a pole that caught the fish for you,
1: that oh, would be magic. Does that happen?
2: Yes, does it catch it for me?
1: I think so. you just described a stick. I think he
2: just described a fishing pole.
1: Yeah, I'm not. We'll call that one a wash. Here you go, friends. Definitely. This is what I call the pole of fishing. Yeah <laughs> I
3: can do that too.
1: I'll spend hundred gold on that. That sounds great. The
3: Fifty I, gold pieces it, it, It's a stick gold. with a wire—the
1: yeah, pole of
3: fishing. It's <laughs> magic it, for real.
0: <laughs> okay, the, it does. It turns. It just. It actually does change itself into a uh, a fishing pole, and will basically allow you to. It, it gives you the ability to like capture fish easily. Uh,
1: I already got four of those, probably. Right. Uh, yeah. How about the the fanny pack there? The Yes.
0: Ah yes, this this is a what I what I've come to coin as a fanny pack of holding. Amazing fanny packs they're in That's these the days. I hear the ever shifting and changing colors is just kind of a personal touch.
1: That's nice. That is a that is a nice touch. I get that because the whole different eyes and mm. hands on the wrong I like that
3: insight check is it actually a
0: fanny pack of devouring <laughs> uh i mean you can do it you can burn your 100 goal for an identify if you really want to if you don't trust jargot no
3: i'm just i'm inside checking Chargot. okay i don't yeah, trust that yeah, yeah. that's not a fanny pack of devouring
0: i think your insight's pretty good right 17 for your passive insight are you gonna roll yeah my, my
3: passive is 17 yeah you know i'm
0: not gonna roll it yeah passive. that's fine uh i'll say that yeah you you don't get any uh feeling that this guy's lying
4: All
1: right, cool, guys. We might want uh, to. What about the magnifying
0: glass? Ah, yes, the magnifying glass. This is one of my personal favorites. It's for anyone that's trying to identify as your friend was earlier. Get the idea to deduce the arcane nature of items. While looking through this glass at an object that's, you know, a foot away from you, your proficiency bonus is doubled for any intelligence, arcana, or intelligence investigation check to regarding the object's magical qualities. Uh, in addition, you can speak the glasses command word, cast identify, and be able to learn more of the in-depth nature of the item itself.
1: And the pure
0: black circle. Uh, this is one of my personal favorites. I, this is what is known as a portable hole, but due to its reduced size, I am selling it at a discount. Generally, this would be on the top shelf, but normally they're large enough to go through yourself. But because this one's only about eight inches in diameter, you can place this or throw this onto a surface and uh, you'll, I will tell you, you'll be able to roll a D10 uh, and it will be able to pierce through or make a hole through that thickness of material. But it's only eight inches, so you can't fit through it yourself. So it's only big enough to like fit some- to hide something in or to uh, be able to reach your arm into.
1: Interesting. Cool. Um, and the, uh, the nice garb with uh, the flowers of constant
0: shifting? Oh, I figured that you might be interested in this one. This is known as the pedal dancer's cape. Amazing. Uh, it's a- it's uh, made of color, colorful, aromatic petals. As you walk, a dusting of petals will drift behind you, disappearing before they touch the ground. You can change the color, as you can see, with, uh, similar to the lovely, uh, ever-shifting colors of the fanny pack. The, you can change the colors using a bonus action. And while you wear this cape, you can cast Druidcraft cantrip at will. Uh, any creatures with a sense of smell uh, make attacks of opportunity against you with disadvantage. hmm okay
1: and the uh that bow the the with no string it seems is that like uh the the pole of fishing where all of a sudden just has a string and oh my god it's 2000 gold or does that have actual function to it
2: it's probably just missing its string and doesn't work at all
0: and he he, uh he goes ah yes you have expensive tastes. and he pulls out the bow uh and as he does he kind of like he pulls his hand back as if he's pulling on the string and you can see that there is like a disturbance, like there's almost like an air current that moves up uh, and actually creates like this uh, disturbance in the air. And you can see that like, it's actually creating a, uh, it's actually pretty strange actually see him pull a bow back because his hands are backwards. So it's like on the inside. Um, But uh, you can see that there's like an air current that's creating this bow and you can see it pressing against his fingers. And as he pulls the string back, you see a, the same kind of like, disturbance wind uh creates an actual arrow in the the bow itself and as he like pulls it back the arrow forms and then as he like slowly lets it go the bow uh string disappears and the arrow disappears as well Mm. this item is known as the air render it can it can do a a multitude of different air-based uh long-ranged attacks uh you can this one has so many different things it can do. Uh, <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> that's
1: fine. That's fine. Uh, it's a
0: really, it's a really dope wind bow that does a lot of cool things. It's also very expensive. So I got, I, really, really
1: dope. Wind. I love all of your branding. Um, we're starting to, we're looking to start a franchise and we might be reaching out to you for some product naming in the near future. That's a separate initiative. We might cut you in. Um, but I think there's one item that, I, I I feel like I'd be remiss to not ask, but I think I've seen it before. And Glenn points to the to Baldur's sword. Is that two thousand gold too? Because I feel like I know the owner or the original owner of that, and I think it's a little suspicious that it ended up in your hands. I feel like there might be a story tied to that one.
0: He, uh, you see him kind of like smirks uh, as he's as he's uh, looking up at it, and goes, "Ah, yes, the gladius of the ever fighter." That is well out of any price range, I believe, that you would be able to uh, even combined bring together. It is more of a token and also something that's kind of being held onto. It was sold to me by someone who had no other choice and can't really bring myself to sell it. So it's not, not well, for we sale. Probably know, we
3: probably know the guy that sold it to you who had no other choice. Like, we could bring him here.
0: I don't see how that would solve anything. I didn't take it from them. They willingly handed it over, and it's been here since.
3: So, like, did he hand it over to you, or did he pawn it? Like, what's the
1: debt? Here? Yeah, how much did he buy it? Mm-hmm. How much did he sell it for?
0: Let's just say that in certain situations, when you find yourself in down on your luck and wanting to maintain a certain semblance of, Notoriety. People will do many things and give up many things to continue that that illusion of grandeur. Oh, uh, and, and you take advantage of that. Tight.
3: Good to know. Thanks for the shield. And like, Rang
0: Ram's gonna go outside to smoke a cigarette. <laughs> okay. Um, are you okay? So you're going out the
3: door. <laughs> I'm just going outside the door.
0: Okay. Uh, you open the door, and uh, you are back in Rockdale. <laughs>
1: uh. Uh, I I knew it was a ruse. <laughs> I'm very interested uh, in the air render. Uh, I think I could do some terribly positive and even more interesting negative things with that. Uh, you mentioned 2,000 gold was the price for that, and there might be some opportunity for barter, or maybe uh like a like a payment plan, if you will. What do you What are you looking for? That
0: I don't offer payment plans, but I do take items and trade if you have anything to sell.
1: I, I have a few things. I feel like uh, this would kind of be a moot point if I had that bow and I take off the ring of volleys and I set it down.
0: Yes, I could, I could offer you 250 gold for the ring of volleys.
1: And I do have a few maybe ingredients that you might like to work with, maybe something that you haven't seen in a while or maybe put your hands on i have come across some dust that just absorbs all moisture i'm sure you might be able to imbue that into some some items the dust of dryness if you will
0: Hmm. let me see this it seems like some of this has been used i'm selling the necropane (laughs) do you want to get high (laughs) i could offer i could offer 50 gold for the dust of dryness
1: uh, for what's worth i have seven seven doses of it so is that 50 each or 50 total okay um yeah you know what i've i've actually made a a dead bat explode with this it was actually kind of fun so i might i might hold on to that um i did find this and i believe it was gifted to me i don't know if I remember how i got it um and i pull probably out this sp- I probably stole it the spider queen dagger oh no this was stabbed into me from regalia uh, yeah. i pull out the spider queen dagger and it's oh. like Leaking the poison like onto his countertop, his glass countertop.
0: Uh, so it's like, it's like kind of dropping onto. It. He's like, yeah. You see him kind of uh, scowl a little bit as he puts a he puts something underneath it to stop <laughs> it from. It seems to like stop it from <laughs> a burning little paper through the, towel. <laughs> yeah. This, this uh he puts this material below it that like uh, seems to like stop it doesn't react with the poison as much. Um, <laughs> though it seems already it's etched his countertop a little bit his glass countertop. Um, ah, uh, this is. Quite an item. Uh, Drow and actually from the Underdark, but Durgar and Maken created for the Drow, if I'm not mistaken.
1: It leaves a hell of a mark and I like show the giant scar in my shoulder for when I got impaled.
0: Yes, I, I can offer you an additional 250 gold for this item. Don't They're uncommon and you don't come across them that often.
1: And I have one last thing that was made for me and there's it, it, it has some emotional attachment to it, but I feel like you would uh, maybe be able to get some good gold for it, but might just find interest in your, in your journeys yourself. Um, but I'm going to pull out the compass that uh, mm. pops made for me, the seeker's compass. And I put it down on the table and I don't take my hand off of it. <laughs> like <laughs> this is a, uh, more emotional attachment than maybe value to you, but there's a really talented maker out there that you might want to reach out to one day. His name is pops. I feel like you two could make a lot of incredible things together. Maybe some of your chances might be able to enhance his work, but I feel like it's something that it's worth your time. And if it, if it even creates an introduction between the two, I'll be happy to facilitate.
0: He, um, so he pulls out a, uh, a lens of like similar to the, um, the magnifying glass that you uh, that's in the case actually, but it's, it's, it's different. It's, it's red and it's, it's larger. Um, And the actual lens itself is like this uh, kind of like violet kind of color. It's like got a a tint to it, whereas the other one is just like a clear glass. Um, And he pulls it out of its, its case and goes, dude, do you mind if I take a look at it? I want to see what kind of imbuement it has level of enchantment.
1: I feel like in, since we've ended up in a place where I don't even fully know where we are. Regardless of my answer, you're going to be able to get what you want anyways, but please be careful. That's a a once-in-a-lifetime item, and I do not want to see it damaged. I've tried to tinker with it, and it's gone poorly, so be careful. (laughs) And I like very carefully slide it over.
0: Uh, he pulls out the lens and, and holds it over it, uh, about a foot away. And you see like this, almost like an ultraviolet light, uh, illuminated, like a straight beam that comes down from the, uh, the lens. And he's looking, he's looking through it, uh, closing his small eye with looking with the big eye and it even opens a little bit wider, uh, in this very disturbing way. Um, and he's looking down at it and he's able to, uh, devise and goes, this is, are you sure you want to let this go? This seems like it could be useful for, especially for someone like me who's looking for rare and valuable items. It gives, basically gives you the ability to hunt down that which you seek, points you in whatever direction you want.
1: Uh, I don't give this up lightly. This, is a, this was a really important gift from someone talented, but I, I think there's more value in you having it. And if anything, going out of your way to build a relationship with him, if that's what comes of it.
0: I, I So, I think you might be accidentally lying, or are you purposefully lying? Because you did steal this from the uh, the goblin lady uh, in her little guerrilla uh, quarry. I was going
1: to wait for you to make me roll for it.
0: Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Roll deception. <laughs> uh-huh.
1: Damn it.
2: Uh,
4: it's not bad.
2: <laughs> when you're lying, you actually just don't tell the truth and see if the DM remembers.
1: Uh, 18.
0: Hmm. <laughs> This is an interesting item.
1: It is one of a kind. I don't know where it'd be from. <laughs> I don't know where to get another one, so it's one of a kind.
0: I do like this one, and because of its ability to find rare items, generally I would give you two hundred fifty gold for this, but I can increase the value by one hundred and fifty gold to give you four hundred total.
1: Uh, make it make it hundred, and we got a deal. Or, sorry, an extra hundred. Make it. I would gladly buy it from you
0: for five for hundred <laughs> gold
1: make it make it 500 for the compass and i'll give you all three of these items and walk away with the bow
0: throw in the dust of dryness and you have a deal a thousand for all of it i really like that dust of dryness i how much you have left seven of them seven yeah all right he's gonna take five of them okay done so you're done, giving
1: a, done 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 i dress the dynas the compass <laughs> the ring of which and the Spider need. Queen Dagger. And the Spider Queen Dagger. Which damn know. the
0: Spider Queen Dagger. That's I didn't expect Things you to give beefy. that
1: one up. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't. So yes, it can do so much. I like <laughs> how
3: stacked my boy was with magic items.
0: Can hey, gotta it? take notes, baby. Yeah is the is the dagger even is it? It's just a plus one dagger, right? With the with the poison, or is it even magical?
1: It is magical, but I think it's magical for the sake of. No, it's plus one. Yeah, it's plus okay. one. Cool. And then um, it's two d six if they fail a constitution saving throw, but it lasts for a minute, which is worse yeah. yeah,
0: it's good. Um, and so he, uh, yeah. Um, so y- basically you, uh, I believe it gives <laughs> you enough. Broke. Yeah, you're super broke, but that gives you, I believe enough. It's uh, mm-hmm. just for transparency for everyone. Um, our, uh, our boys here each had uh, about a thousand gold to uh, go, uh, sh- go, you know, supermarket sweeping in, uh, <laughs> in Rockdale. So that's going to bring you uh, directly to zero, my guy. I
1: have 43 gold left. All right. Oh, this hurts. I've had these for so long. So, it makes me so sad to hit the remove button. Um,
0: all right. So, yeah, you hand over all of your items uh, and 1,000 gold, and he hands you over the air render, which is a really, really dope bow. Uh, so, yeah. Tight. Tight, 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 tight.
1: Tight, 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 tight. For sure, playing the Zelda music.
4: Da, da, da,
1: da. no that's final fantasy
4: or final
1: fantasy <laughs> uh, glenn is like quite literally salvating over this bow and he immediately takes he takes the long bow off his back that he's had this whole time and just leaves it on the floor and puts this how do i fasten this he doesn't even care about it he just like he just like tucks it into his robe and is like Fiddling with it and he like realizes he can't get it to stay, so he casts mage hand, and now a mage hand is just holding it there and he walks out.
0: Bad, okay, Good so Cosmo
1: and walks out. <laughs> okay, All so right, you guys yeah. are both
0: leaving Cosmo uh, <laughs> yeah, in wherever the hell this place is. Right. Yeah. Um, dope. So uh Jargot sets both of his uh mismatched eyes onto you, Cosmo, uh kind of leering down on you and goes. And what will you be buying?
2: Well uh I have Two two things I like. With one, this fanny pack is is a hundred is a hundred gold.
0: That's five hundred gold pieces for the fanny pack of holding.
2: Oh, it's five hundred. Right? Okay.
0: I mean, it is a bag of holding.
2: Indeed, I indeed need things. A bag to hold me things for sure. Uh, this a bag of holding. Can it withstand an explosion, you think?
0: I, it, well, what kind of volatile chemicals or items will you be putting in it?
2: Well, the last time I had one of these things, I put a good little sack of bombs in it, and uh, it ripped a a black hole.
0: Yes, that is is known to happen. Um, It has limitations. You can... It can hold up to 500 pounds and uh, nothing larger than 64 cubic feet. Is it considered
2: uh, to be on a different uh, plane of existence?
0: Yes, it's it's basically a pocket dimension to the astral plane.
2: But yes, okay. Well, I think yeah, I'll, I'll likely be having that. And uh, I'd like to discuss uh, leaving my shield with you to have it enchanted. Uh, Of course, of course. I I I mentioned uh, these spells, or have you? Have you heard of anything of those sorts?
0: Yes, so what I'm kind of getting from this, and we can come up with what kind of elements we could possibly imbue it with, but I'm coming, you seem to like you want to protect, and so something that, if it's something that if you were to be attacked and it were to be able to, Give retribution onto that who which attacked you. Would that be something you would be interested in? Well, uh,
2: yes, yes, retribution is good. Vengeance, if you will. Is uh it's in
0: Vengeance nature. Vengeance is
4: better. <laughs>
2: I believe
0: that I believe that there is we can imbue it with a spell that could essentially give a little bit of damage back to those who are attacking you and hitting your shield, uh, doing force damage back on them as well, or some other element.
2: Right. Would it have limitations on said element?
0: Um, as long as it's something that is... Depends, I mean, that that's the... If you wanted to have it do fire, to shoot to burn them as they attacked you that could be one thing if you wanted them to be forced backwards you could do uh something more like a thunder or a force damage some sort or a psychic a, that of a reverberating well, well, a, uh, of the no, shield i
2: i guess i'll rephrase my question if would it have limitations to the elements it would reflect
0: no my You could have it so that it could, depends on the amount of gold that you have to offer for the spell, it will limit the, its actual abilities, but at the base minimum, depending on how much you have to spend, let's say that you were able to, the bare minimum I would do this for would be 500 gold. What? For 500 gold, uh, that being the bare minimum, if someone was to do a melee attack against you, no Spells no ranged, but if they were to may- do a melee attack right up at you, it could basically do damage to- back to them. You could activate it as a as a reaction, and you could you know give them a little bit of what they gave to you. All right. Well, let's say let would
2: it let's say magic only to reflect a magical spell to. Hmm. I don't. Oh, or, or, or I mean, uh, obviously, I would rec- understand the. The uh, rarity of reflecting all types of damage, but what if it was to reflect just spell damage?
0: And we could, hmm. if you're gonna be leaving this shield with me, I, I won't, I won't take any of your gold now. If you have, hmm.
2: Hmm.
0: I don't want to take your shield before your battle. Well,
2: I think, uh, I, I think my friend might be willing to share as he now has come across two shields
0: it's presumptuous of you
2: uh say we've already spoken
0: um okay uh so what jargot's gonna offer you is basically that uh i think that he's gonna need to take some time to figure this thing out uh so he he can basically take this shield from you uh and or you can hold on to the shield, and he can you uh, can come back uh, basically the next day uh, with the ability to uh, either you can leave the shield, or you can take the shield, uh, but basically they will uh, come up with some sort of uh, spell plan, uh, and then you can basically come back and leave your shield with them if you want to, or you could leave the shield here now. It's kind of up to you. All
2: right. Well, uh, if I get to keep me trusty shield, that would be great. But if I needed to leave it with you, I would understand.
0: No, I would prefer that you just keep it with you, especially if you're... You don't want to be going into a battle with an unfamiliar shield. Aye. So if you want to hold on to your coin, and uh, will you be taking the fanny pack of holding with you? I will, yes. Yes. I'll be sad to see this one go. It's one of my, one of my favorites. Uh, you're sure that there's nothing else you're interested in? They, uh, there are so many other wonderful items.
2: I, will, uh, I feel this fanny pack... As more than enough to uh, scratch the itch of spending at such a interesting day,
0: okay. yes. Sounds good. Um, so just to give you just because I love some of these other items uh, and uh, I'm just going to give you a little rundown of some of the other ones. Uh, the the leather, uh, the leather beard, the leather beard um, lets you basically uh, <laughs> put a uh, uh, make a fake beard on your face uh, and you can change his color and everything like that, which I thought would be wonderful for Glenn. Um, if you leave it on for a certain period of time, it gets re- increasingly higher whether or not that beard becomes real. Uh, and stays oh, on you. <laughs> um, the uh, The tanker that was in there is the is a silver tanker that basically uh, eliminates the alcohol in a drink that you are drinking. Uh, so it looks like you're drinking alcohol, and you're not actually getting drunk. Nice. I uh, knew I
3: wanted to grab that one up.
0: Uh, the The sling IRL. is no- <laughs> yeah. the 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 sling is known as the light sling, which lets you throw balls of light around. Uh, basically, throwing them and and letting them stick to different places. Uh, <laughs> The, uh, the Mace of Prying. This is a fun one. I love this one. Uh, it's basically used by Ruthless Inquisitors, uh, but you uh, gain a plus one bonus to attack and damage rolls uh, with a, it's a magical weapon. Uh, and if you roll a 20 on an attack um, made on a creature with a, you know, intelligence of six or higher, uh, you immediately learn uh, what was the last t- lie that it told. That's um, cool the the boots are boots of speed that basically let you move double your uh, basically let you do, uh, dash as a bonus action uh, nice. you double your speed uh, during a bonus action which is something that Glenn can already do but you guys can't uh, and then the <laughs> the shield which is known as the monster tamer shield uh, it was designed by uh, with the purpose of basically k- keeping uh, uh, like channeling, or basically overpowering uh, powerful beasts. So when a uh, like a beast or a monstrosity attacks you, you roll one uh, d4 psychic damage. Basically, you take one d4 psych- psychic damage when they attack you. Uh, you also have advantage on uh, animal handling checks, just permanently. Mm, so nice, pretty cool shield. Um, but anyway, uh, Jargot. Uh, basically, uh, you you hand him over the five hundred gold. He hands you over the uh, unless you're trying to haggle with him at all. But um he hands you over the fanny pack holding nice. uh it fits you it fits you just perfectly whether you want to hold wear it over your shoulder or whether you want to wear it on your uh, on your Definitely. butt or on your uh, on your front and um he hands it over to you takes the 500 gold and um you are you just following your your boy's out
2: yeah um so i just kind of walk out with this new fanny pack straight over my shoulder just in front of my <laughs> chest plate and everything you know cool is nice. a color changing uh, fanny pack
1: color changing <laughs> hype beast
2: Yes, right, Well, uh, This is what all the cool kids is calling hype, right?
1: Glenn is disappointed and proud of Cosmo <laughs> simultaneously. So I've uh, been around for so long, and I've heard that word two times. Right. Once from that little refugee boy that we saved, and now from you. So I think I think you're starting to trend.
2: Perfect, it's trending.
1: Let's let's use it all around town and see if we can't get hype to Ray be Lynn like is spending the last. Uh...
3: Uh, 30 minutes, because I only need 30 minutes at this point, because it's a ritual, to make my shield look like the shield I had also purchased. So I'm two shielding, like, uh, you guys want to see something, and I'm smashing them together, and then there's just like a massive fortification flying around my body. (laughs) It's a Uh, giant wall. Because I can do that now. That's
0: amazing.
2: The first thing that... uh the first thing that Cosmo is actually going to put into this bag of holding uh, and I want to make get this on record. Uh-huh. is the key.
0: Okay Awesome. Um, so Cosmo, I, I think that, I think that this is actually, yeah, this is, a, this is perfect. Uh, so Cosmo, you're kind of like, you're walking out with your fanny pack. You guys are talking, the Rangrim's doing his crazy wall. <laughs> um, and then Cosmo, you're pulling out the the key and, and stuff. You're putting it safely into this, uh, this pocket dimension, the astral plane and zipping it with an, with a, just an authoritative zip, uh, shut this thing. Uh, and as you all are doing that, you hear like, kind of like the slapping of uh, someone running, like the slapping footsteps of someone running, uh, kind of up the pathway, uh, and you all turn to see Fester, uh, who is running uh, kind of down towards you all. And he kind of, as he sees you, uh, kind of catches his, uh, catches, he's like, puts his hand against the wall and he's catching his breath. He's like, oh my, God. I'm so glad I found you all. We were walking around town. We were helping, uh, we were helping Reynolds and we left the, 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 wagons outside of town, came back and someone turned all yours over. There's, everything is everywhere. Uh, I don't know what they were looking for. I don't know if they found it, but someone is is looking for something i don't know if you all want to get back there
3: how are my donkeys the,
0: the donkeys seem to be fine they're a little oh. bit spooked, but there uh, it just seems your stuff is everywhere i don't baby, know if there's baby. anything missing
3: i'm um, sorry to the cut
0: glenn uh you uh you see over the shoulder of uh, fester as you're kind of looking at him you kind of just catch out of the corner of your eye you see a figure that's wearing just like all black Um, and, or, yeah, all black. Uh, and they're, they're looking at you from kind of around a building, like, in the distance, like, further down the alleyway. You just kind of see their head pop around for a second. Um, and then you see them kind of duck back in. And as that happens, you feel the double-bladed scimitar on your back just kind of warm. And you hear Chandrell's voice. He goes, Well, seems like things are about to get interesting. Shit. And that's where we're going to leave the session (laughs)
1: today. come on. Yeah. Let's go. I don't even know what that means.